Hello again, friends, and welcome back to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, the podcast where we get inspiration from creative experts literally all over the world. And more specifically, we want to look at tools and methods and exercises to help stimulate our thinking, organize our ideas, and most of all, make connections to get our work out into the world. And so today we're traveling to the Netherlands, to the oldest city in the Netherlands, 2,000 years old, right on the German border. And we're talking with my friend Christoph Zern. Christoph, it's great to have you on the program. Hello, Mark. Thanks. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. We're talking with Christoph Zern. Christoph has a unique perspective from musicology, not only to use music to think about our ideas and to stimulate new thinking, but also use some music craftsmanship to really organize the thinking. He's got a lot of good creative techniques that use music as a projective technique. So Christoph, let's just jump right into it. This idea of music thinking as a creative tool. I mean, I like music as much as anybody else. We've had lots of musicians and uh, artists on our podcast, but what is it to think about music as a creative tool? So I think the most interesting thing for me is the patterns and pattern recognition. And that's also interesting if you are looking for analogies between business, music, creativity. And the music is such a, such a big field and sometimes you, you experience something and then you think, hey, wow, that's interesting. How would it look in a different field? And so that's, that's my connection with music. So it's not necessarily that I like all the music to listen to, most of them will, but there's so, so many interesting things and th th that keeps you thinking. So one example, if you are in the Western world, we have 12 tones in an octave. Many people don't know what an octave is, and that's also not very important, but people can listen to music. In India, you have 22 shrutis, and that's uh, different. And so the analogy would be, hey, interesting, did we miss something? <laughs> if you're in, a, in another field, like in, in business, you would say, from, wow, why are we limited to 12 tones as an analogy? And the other uh, thing would be, yeah, is there something else? So that's a little bit my broad idea about music. And also the scalability. Most of the times when, when you're in, in, in business, then people talk about conductors and, and, and symphony, and it's, it's a little bit more like a metaphor. And I don't like metaphor too much because it's always a very, it's like a shortcut. It just says, just tells a part of it. What I like is the analogy. And when it's about creativity, people always talk about jazz. And I think there's a lot of creativity in every music, so it's not only limited to jazz. And there's a lot of leadership, co-leadership in all the other music as well. So that's a little bit the broad thing. And when I talk about music, it's really from, let's say, didgeridoo playing from Australia, from indigenous people to a high class, um, sophisticated, modern symphony orchestra. So for me, it's the, the whole world of music. Yes. Well, and Christoph, you've been able to parlay and leverage your studies, your degrees are in musicology, philosophy, but you've parlayed this into a design thinking process and capability. Your company, Creative Companion, really using music now as a tool for creative thinking. Tell us how you began to apply that and how you've grown that practice over time. 
I'm doing since 20 years, a digital pro or 25 years, digital productions and user-centered design, human-centered design, service design, design thinking. So everything that evolved from that part. And because 25 years ago, I, I got my master's degree in musicology and I forgot about it. And when working with people, I recognized that when people work together, they're using musical terms like, hey, we have to jam about this. Or that's a great idea. Can we orchestrate this for the whole company? And then I thought, wow, that's that's interesting. And working in, in design thinking where you have clear steps and a double diamond, I was missing some parts. So that's why I came up with the music thinking phases like listen, tune, play and perform. And the interesting part is, is that listen goes through all the other phases as well. So it's not just we listen in the beginning, then we tune and then we perform, uh, then we play and then we perform. No, we listen all the time. So when you, for example, from classical music, you would start as a composer, you would listen, you would be inspired, you would write it down, you would tune it, then you would play it or you offer it to a conductor and an orchestra to, to play it in, in a venue. And then in the performance, you need the conductor to synchronize everyone. But in jazz, you would be on the, on the bandstand and you're listening, tuning, playing and performing at the same time. Mm. So that, that's for me the interesting part, so that it's not rigid to these four steps, which in a lot of trainings, I also experience that people have problems to understand what design thinking calls the double diamond, because in real life is totally different. And that's where the jazz or these four phases like listen, tune, play, perform, when they play together and they overlap, that's a little bit uh, more natural, we, like we work in business. You know, and one of the things that I read in one of your blogs or articles was how the notes on the page almost serve as the kind of framework, but how those notes are performed or how they're combined in different instruments, or maybe they're combined with voices or not, really gives a different texture. So you draw that analogy out to some creative thinking as well. Uh, absolutely. But maybe also good to share with you because people don't come to me and say from, hey, let's do music thinking. People come mm -hmm. with, to me with a problem and say, we need an innovative product. Or can you help us with a, with a workshop now these days with an online digital workshop? Can you help us in three or four days to come from here to there? And then the question is, how would you do this? And then my, uh, music thinking comes in. But in a workshop, most of the time, I first ask the people, how are you listening? And also, how are you listening to your business? Because often this is the same. I don't know what, what music um, you are listening to, Mark. Well, I always like, you know, acoustic singer, songwriter. Tell my wife, I'm always on the lookout for somebody sitting on a stool in a cafe. I just like the basics of the song. Great. And this would be most of the time one person, like a singer, songwriter mm -hmm. singing, and maybe one or two persons to accompany but most of the time only one person yes so is there something where you would switch off the radio music where you would say oh that's not for me well you know not too often because i mean i i enjoy a good country music song i was raised in the disco era so it'll always take me back to the good times with my bell bottoms and you know silky shirt so no there's not a lot of music that i would just you know turn off altogether 
yeah, I might like a good Broadway show tune, but then, you know, an opera might not be my fare at, the, at that particular time. So I might turn it off. Oh, great. Yeah. So what I hear, or what's, what's interesting for me is if I ask people in the workshop these question, then already you just have to bring them together for a nice conversation. Mm -hmm. So if you love and if you prefer one person playing, maybe when a lot of people playing together something you might not be so comfortable with and it's not the black and white it's it's it, the idea is just that you see from how oh, hang on the way i listen could be or i listen to music could also the way i listen to other people when working with them together and that's already a very big thing where people say oh i didn't know this and the good thing with music is every music is great Okay, there, there might be bad music, but we, we don't listen to this at all. But if someone says, I like this music, and someone else says, oh, oh, that's interesting, because that's exactly the music where I would switch off the radio, mm -hmm. then you have a, have a discussion. So why are you so passionate about this? And by the way, how is it organized? So if one person is going to the, to the stage and unwrapping the guitar, sitting in a certain pose and playing a song and everybody is really feeling it that's totally different than an opera where it's an it's an operation it's like a, a multinational <laughs> uh, it, it feels like oh there's so many people involved and that's why it's so expensive and uh, you know a, a lot of stuff comes in and really bringing these analogies people open up and really um, uh, are opened in the workshop to really think okay but but what's your question and is this really your question Or does everybody understand the question in the same time? So that's that's the way how most of the time start a workshop. And it's also in this way, also a little bit a mindsetter or an icebreaker, like you will sometimes in a workshop, I let them write it down on post-its and just mm -hmm. stick it on the wall and let them sort it. And then you see, oh, there are also different ways of sorting. I could mm -hmm. sort genre. I could sort, oh, here's one person playing, here are two and here are many. Yes. Oh, here, here is, oh, this is loud music. Oh, this is soft music. Oh, here's uh, music where people sing. And here it's an instrumental. So in already trying to, to, to sorting th this out, uh, it helps also to get them ready for the workshop to sort their stuff out and really try to understand from, hey, wow, what do, what, what do we have? And then they are open for, for other creative interventions. Yes, yeah, so I really like these exercises to kick off a workshop because many times, you know, we do these icebreakers and it's like, what, what song did you listen to on the radio on the way to the workshop? And all you get is a list, but you're really helping to frame it in such a way as a true warm-up, not just a get-to-know-you exercise or, you know, what are your tastes in music, but rather how do you listen or how do we sort? You know, these, these are good ways to extend the, the stories a little bit further or deeper. Christoph, think about another technique. You were telling me about some, uh, some cards that you also use to stimulate some thinking. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that technique. Yeah, I, I talk about the jam cards. The, the the jam cards is a, is a card which set. is a which is a great box set name the jam <laughs> cards i mean <laughs> absolutely absolutely so it's, if you want everyone to do, everyone knows what they're buying when they get the jam cards <laughs> yeah oh that's right no complaints so far um <laughs> the jam cards uh, is a card set and also they are very very big it's they're big cards and they're in the size of a 45 uh, single 
So that was also for me, the music thinking was also, hey, music can also be a format, a single, an LP, a, a CD. And that, that was also for me interesting from, uh, because uh, most of the time these are also limitations. So the jam cards are 44 cards. Sometimes in a workshop, I start with 15 minutes, 30 minutes to spread them on the table, ask everybody to, to use a headphone and their own smartphone with Spotify on it. Then uh, I show people how they can scan the cards. So what people then do, they're maybe 16, 20 people in, in a room. They flip through the cards. They, um, there's a keyword on it, a picture, a, a quote from uh, musicians, and also this sonic cue. They scan it and then they listen to music. And all of a sudden, they, they get ideas. They get different ideas. And that's also an interesting for me. So to, to ask them to write everything down and listen for intent. Don't listen for uh, if, you like, if you like it or not. Listen for what is it. And that's, all, that's interesting so that people say, wow, that's music I really don't like. And it, it doesn't also combine with a picture on it. So it's, it's nothing to, that you have to understand. It's just different triggers. And in the way how the people use these triggers, then I ask them together. So first you start solo, that's also the music. Then you would get in a duo and you would share maybe one or two cards. So I ask them, pick one or two, and then bring it to the table with your duo partner and then negotiate only one <laughs> and then go further. And it's the most important thing is it's based on the question that we have in the workshop. So it's not about the cards. It's not about the music, but it's about uh, some kind of detour to really getting into to the idea of the where the workshop is about. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine again, having some experience with this myself, that people would say, where's all this music stuff going? I thought we were here to talk about the customer service experience. When, when are we going to get down to business, Christoph? Uh, how do you manage those kind of, I guess, pushbacks to the techniques? Yeah, it's, it depends. The interesting part is that when I use the cards, it's also a little bit, they get into the mood. Uh, for example, on just uh, one quote, um, it's from Brian Eno on the card is, the first Velvet Underground album only sold 10,000 copies, but everyone who bought it formed a band. <laughs> so I don't know if you know this quote, but that's interesting question from what do you want? Do you want to have influence, which this means, or do you want direct revenue of whatever? So it's, it's a good question. And I will not answer the question. I'm facilitating you. I'm the creative companion. I accompany you and you tell me what you want. And using the analogy of music, it helps the others to speak up. So if there's someone would be, would say from, oh, by the way, what car did you pick and why? It says, yeah, you just have to listen to what people say. So it, it helps. You have to trust a little bit the, the method and it helps that what kind of choice people make. Oh, why did you choose this one? And the funny thing is, if you do the, the introduction thoroughly and you tell people what you do before, they love it. And sometimes people that are very, very critical are the ones you really have to get the cards out of the hand to move on because they really like... Now they're getting they're, into it. <laughs> absolutely. So, so that's, that's one thing. And sometimes if people say, oh, I don't like the music, uh, all of them. So oh, that's cool. But what do you like? So it's always, it's a great, great way to get with them in a discussion and better to nurture the dialogue, the dialogue mm -hmm. of the people. 
one year ago, I had a, a Zoom meeting with a company in Japan, and we were talking about music thinking, or he asked me if I could tell them more. And I said, you know what sometimes happens, for example, if the CEO or the CFO likes classical music, and everybody who works with him likes electronic dance music, what does this mean? And he he said, wow, that's exactly what we have. The CIO, he's playing in a cello in a symphony orchestra, and he thinks that he can organize everything like they do it there. And the people who he's playing with like electronic dance music, where you are the producer, mm. where you know all, <laughs> where you have all the material. And the question is, how can you bring these together? and really then come with an outcome. So a part of it, and that's also the link with the design thinking, I'm very focused in also to look at the personality side. So what kind of company is this? Can they really do what they ask me I should help them to do? Mm. Like we want to break through innovation, blah, blah, blah stuff. <laughs> and then later you say, oh, they will never implement this. They will in the, the first presentation for the board, they will they will get <laughs> they will get into trouble. So the question yes. is from who are you? Who do you want to become? How does this fit with what your client asks? By the way, what kind of clients? And did you try this before? And how can we get into a rapid prototyping? How can we ideate and how can we test it? And that's also the, the nice thing with listen, tune, play, perform, because while you perform as a company or as a band, the other side is listening to you and that's their experience. So mm. it's not about you. It's not about your performance. It's about how people have a good experience and then they will come back. And that's interesting to bring the, to the table or not just do a great three-day workshop from, from ID to ideation and then later, and, and maybe also a good test, by the way. So it's not about the quality. It's um, I was really looking for the extra, really, how can we connect it with the company itself and how can they also organize doing this? Yes. Well, you've also used a few terms I wanted to underscore that really contrast your approach and your role, you know, from strategist sort of, I'm supposed to bring you the ideas to this creative companion, you're facilitating, you're nurturing, you're guiding, you're bringing the people together and creating these conversations, but you are not biased with any particular approach or idea. You're just making sure you get the best thinking out of the group. Am I picking that up correctly? Absolutely. I'm not sure if I'm not biased, but that's maybe. Well, we can, how can we help it? <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely, and that's what I want. So, and what I really try to, to bring to the table, really open up and really let people work together meaningful. That's, that, that's my, my, my idea and meaningful above silos. That's, that's really my focus. And if you have this, then creativity can be fantastic because people from if you have a multidisciplinary team everybody's creative it's not only the people that are normally have the label creative everybody is and we have to to come on one level where we are all equal and that's the music part that's the easy part and maybe interesting um, to tell when i did trainings design thinking training some people asked me in the beginning why should i think like a designer can they think like me, like a developer thinking or administrative thinking? And then I thought, oh, that's a, well, that's, that, that's a, great, a great question. And most of the time uh, of the workshop, you can ask, is there any music department here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
And if not, okay, then we have, yeah. we might have found something where we can come on one level and then later see where we have the differences. I do like that. I think we should promote that idea that every company needs a music director. Well, we've talked about your work, Christoph. We'll talk about you a little bit. Where do you see your creativity evolving and what creative projects are you looking forward to in the next year or so? The project I'm, I'm working now is writing a book. I already have talks with the publisher. So I'm pretty far with it because when I came up with the jam cards, everybody said, okay, but what's the idea behind? Mm -hmm. And then I started the website. I, sh I share some stuff. So th the book, that, that's really important part that I'm working now. And I also work for as a nonprofit for the Meddinger Group for Brands with a Conscience and Generation Co. is an idea that we came up with uh, the idea that we might not be the generations we know, like the baby boomers, Generation X, but we might be all co now, like co-creation, like uh, communication, but also like COVID and like Corona. Mm -hmm. And this makes us maybe one different sort of generation and to facilitate that generation for what we, we also proclaimed is designing for planet first. So thinking about it's not about the profit or, or the people, it's also about the planet and how can we bring this together. So also different way of thinking. And I also use music thinking there. So it goes naturally together. Mm -hmm. This generational thinking is so intriguing because we've been so trained now to think about baby boomer, Gen X, millennial, especially the competition between the generations rather than the working together and what do we all have in common. Yeah. So I wanted to pick up on that a little bit. Where do you see the greatest potential of us breaking down those barriers? I think that age is not really a differentiator. I know a lot of young people that think like old people and a lot of old people that think like young people. So to always stress the young and the old, it's interesting to say, what is it about? How can we keep up? So not what divides us, but what do we have in common? And that was when we, when we all have the lockdown, or at the moment, we, we, we still have a sort of lockdown mm -hmm. at the moment. It makes us all a little bit the same. But where are the, where are the differences? And um, maybe there, there are other differentiators that could be money, for example, or differentiator if you are aware in making decisions. When you go into the, into the supermarket, it's like voting. To whom do you give you money? Huh? Do, do, do you really, really know what you buy? Mm -hmm. um, is this really so something that you want or do you just buy it and you hope that it's okay? And then you look for labels, oh, it's a label on it and I believe it. Or do you really want to know what's the impact of it? And I think that kind of thinking is that helps us to really bring stuff together. Also, beside politics, being old or young, just say from, hey, wow, is this good what we're doing? And if not, hmm, what would be the first step to change it? And that's what, what we from Medding say. We think that's a hypothesis. We think we're all Generation Co now. And the question is, are we all Generation Co? What is it exactly? And that's what we want to do. We want to have a dialogue to think about that we could be all more or less same people with the same same rights. And we mm -hmm. still be old and young and might have more or less money. But really what brings us together so that we can live in the way that impact is not negative, but positive. Yes. These living principles rather than maybe uh, life experiences. Yes. Uh, it's very encouraging.
I hope we can uh, advance that thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you being on the program, Christoph. Where can folks connect with you, learn more about your services and your techniques and read more about this music thinking? So for your notes, the show notes, yes. <laughs> I can give you three addresses. So one would be for the jam cards. So if you like to try it out, they're worldwide. You can buy them or you can buy them from uh, Amazon. The other is about my company. It's Creative Companion or the link to LinkedIn. If you want to connect. And if you want to dive into a little bit more about music thinking, there's also some templates um, I'm offering so you can download them for free. For example, how to make a better questions. I, I call it the unanswered question. That's a template that you can download and otherwise drop me a note on LinkedIn or all the other possibilities. Yes, indeed. And folks, Christoph really means connect with him. I mean, look at the resources he's offering to promote these ideas. So I will definitely be buying a set of jam cards that is just so right up my alley. In fact, you can probably see we've been talking about the, the cards being the size of a 45. I have that little circle on my hat right now that you used to put in the hole of the 45 to make sure ah, it could fit on your record oh, yeah. player. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my gang sign. <laughs> I also wondered well, what's the name of it. I think there is not even a name. I, I don't even think there is. You because, know what, so listeners? Uh, if you know the name of that little yellow circle that oh, you yes, put please. in a 45, <laughs> please add that to the comments here on the post. That would be fantastic. Well, my guest, my guest has been the energetic Christoph Zern from the Netherlands. His company is Creative Companion. His approach is music thinking and a member of the Medigan Group uh, think tank, thinking about brands with a conscious and this idea of a generation co. What a fantastic conversation, Christoph. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And folks, uh, we'll talk to you again, too, in our next episode. We'll continue our virtual travels around the world to tap into original thinking. We'll get inspiration from experts' experiences. We'll learn these tools and exercises and formulas to get more ideas, but also organize and frame the ideas that we have. And most of all, we'll meet new people and make new connections to help get our creative work out into the world. My name is Mark Stinson. And this has been Unlocking Your World of Creativity. See you next time. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with Mark Stinson. Today's episode was inspired by 12th Fret Music, a music store that cares about the songs, not just the gear. Rob Ridgeway and the staff over at 12th Fret Music is just that kind of store. 12th Fret Music, where they make your music sound great. I'm Mark Stenson. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or check out my website at www.mark-stenson.com. Thanks for listening.